All right, hello and welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Um, I know you are, you're not used to hearing this voice on the podcast. Uh, this is Malachi Price. I'm our inbound consultant at Builder Funnel. And uh, I decided to kind of commandeer as host for Builder Funnel Radio today. Um, and instead, I'm kind of flipping, flipping it on to Spencer. And we also have a special guest. Uh, the reason for this is we are here at RA Summit, the Remodelers Advantage Summit in Washington, D.C., so if you can't tell from the chatter in the background, we're recording this live in a room full of people. So a bit of an informal kind of different episode for you today, but I think we'll jump right into it. First, uh, I just want to have you introduce yourself, Jeremy. You've been on the, our show. You've been on two of our shows so far. I'll have you tell us all about it. Um, I know I've, I speak with Spencer occasionally. We always enjoy it, or at least I enjoy um, you know, it from my side. It's all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, just here at the summit and uh, spoke a little bit this morning. My brain's kind of fried, but yeah. I'm excited to be here. But yeah, um, remodeler in North Texas, um, 14 people. We do um, between three and five million dollars in gross revenue, design build only, kind of a rural community of 100,000 people. So that's kind of my uh, where I where I you know, what my perspective is on the remodeling world. So it's different sometimes than everybody else, but um, man, it's great to be here. For sure. Yeah, and dear listener, we thought it'd be more interesting to maybe bring on an actual remodeler with us because, you know, marketers aren't super trustworthy. So changing it up a little bit. But I think our main question for the day is just what are your main takeaways from the show so far? Jeremy, I'm going to ask you additional questions actually about your presentation. So let's start okay. with Spencer. What are your main takeaways from the summit so far, just the experience? Yeah, I guess first of all, it feels like there's been um, pretty good energy. Like I think people are excited to be back doing conferences, meeting in person a little bit more. Um, we did ha This event I think was in Phoenix last year and um, there's definitely a lot more people here. It seems like people are um, excited, but also like a little anxious with the, the economy. So you're picking up some of those types of vibes. Um, but generally, people are glad to be together, learning, networking in person. Um, one of the opening sessions was about culture, and it feels like that's been a theme. Um, and I've, I've had some conversations with a couple of clients and some other folks that have been here. and. Um, one of them, I guess, just to jump like into the weeds, because I think culture is like a monster topic to talk about. But we were, t I, um, we were talking about like how do you bake in culture into like living it, breathing it, versus just like I've got a, I've got some core values on the wall, and uh, and so we were talking about some things that we do at Builder Funnel to like actually make it part of how we live and breathe and like do our stuff. Um, no, go on. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell us. So yeah. Hey, give us some examples. Okay. Well, we kind of just throw them on the wall and talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were talking about um, some of our core meetings. And so we have a daily stand-up meeting that's every day. It takes usually 10 to 15 minutes or so, but on um, two times a week, one day we focus on sharing a core value that we've been living out. So everybody goes around and shares that over Zoom. Um, and then another day a week, we share a core value that somebody else has been living out. And so it, it puts a, like a, a cadence that's higher uh, onto focusing and thinking about those, but also like living them out. And then what I've noticed is that as we've done this for now several years is you just pay attention to those things. You're looking for those things. You start living that way more naturally and it's across the company. And then we, one of our core values is always be learning. 
and we have a couple of we have a weekly or bi-weekly meeting and a monthly meeting that are dedicated just to that so we've centered some like meetings around the core values so but you were going to jump in yeah i just want to i want to share a contrasting cultural story culture based story because my notes from that session were are we jeff and jeremy the owners the embodiment of our values so do we know them and live them and are we consistently reinforcing them unfortunately my answer is that maybe um, as a leader i need a little bit of a check i need to go and think about what my behaviors do to reinforce or do they contradict some of those values and so for me I, I, I need to go check that and then I need to go actually do the work of changing and living and addressing the stuff inside my own life before I try to go force my our culture or whatever on somebody else so um, yeah I'm glad I'm glad to know you're doing so well well I I would say <laughs> I mean those are the things that we do I wouldn't say it's not without work or yeah. that you know like I could say the same thing, you know, yeah. where you're always like, if you end up doing something, you're kind of like check, it's a way to check yourself all the time, but then it also allows you to shout, like put the positive focus on others, but you self check yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think if you operate that way, then it can be a positive force because yeah. then you're, you're self critical, but then outwardly spotlighting people for the things they are doing. And then yeah. as people see the spotlighting, they're like, I want to do more of that. Cause that feels good. Like, yep. and that's who we are. But yeah, I, we, um, you, you were going to ask me about my t- um, my presentation today. Yeah. One of the topics we talked about was, um, oh man, uh, retinal activation. Do you know what that is? Where? Give us a rundown. Uh, yeah, that sounds fancy. Let's go, let's go real <laughs> short. Um, basically, uh, what's the last car you bought? A truck. Uh, what color? Blue. What brand? Ford. Okay, so he brought a blue Ford truck. So after you bought your blue Ford truck, did you notice that there were more blue Ford trucks on the road? So many more. Yeah, it's all crazy. I don't know what these guys were doing buying the same truck with me. So yeah, so your brain, <laughs> you know, has this filter that says, hey, I'm taking in trillions of pieces of data, you know, between textures and colors and light sources and all of these things, and they all mean something, and your brain has to do something to get all of the stuff that doesn't matter out, right? And then only focus on the things that are important to you. You've already told it that the blue Ford truck is important to you, and your brain is just doing the job of, of pre-filtering some of those things for you so that the traffic doesn't look like traffic. It looks like traffic with blue Ford trucks in it, right? Yep. And so um, you're doing that as you highlight your employees, you know, and you're saying, hey, will you notice this in somebody else? You're saying this is valuable, and then all of a sudden their brains are going to start kicking that in, and then that's going to reinforce itself, and then you can just let the you can let the the formula go work right that's powerful yeah yeah i don't i mean the reframing on why it works that yeah. makes a lot of sense now yeah yeah so again this is called ret retinal activation yeah like your retina in your eye right your 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 retina basically your brain gets activated through your retina and you have this filter there's no way you could take in all of the information that comes through your eyes yeah wow. no that makes sense that's cool yeah i thought it was cool too so i talked about it yeah <laughs> Well, tell but us now you know as much as me. Yeah. <laughs> We're up to speed. Well, tell, tell us more about why, why you brought that to the RA Summit specifically. Um, We're talking about a psychological concept. What, is, what does that have to do with construction? Tell us more. Oh, wow. Well, I think that's probably my favorite part of, of work, you know, because construction is a people business. It's not like a thing business, and we have to work with people and for people. 
and everybody comes differently and they communicate differently and so that's the puzzle to me not building the structures because I'm an inside dog I work in the office I deal with difficult conversations and sales and other things like that I'm not putting uh, you know headers together and, and reinforcing and worried about um, you know weather and, and those kinds of things so my world is different and happens a lot between the ears especially the ears of our clients and our in our in our team you know and so that's a big challenge to help make that easier because it seems like this um, I don't know doesn't it kind of seem kind of gray and murky and foggy what happens in your brain absolutely yeah, yeah. most of the time yeah yeah so maybe having some things that help you map things out and go, okay, well, that's just my brain doing this, then that takes some of the, the unknown out of it and makes it less scary. So how else do you use this concept? Like you mentioned the truck example, but, okay. and, and we talked about it with like the core values, but yeah. are there a couple of ways that you like, yeah. are trying to put that, like yeah. control the filter? So let's talk about, let's talk yeah. about um, the way it works positively and negatively. So if you wanted to be positive, you would say, okay, so... A few years ago, I was like, you know, there's there's something more to this. I, I, would, I love Remodeler's Advantage. I love what happens here. The people are amazing. Um, I could talk about that for a long time, and I won't. But um, I thought, man, I looked at the speaker, and I'm like, I would like to do that. And so three or four years ago, I'm talking to a trainer, and he's like, you've got to start setting goals because you need to see how this this reticular activation. It's not retinal. It's reticular. Sorry. That's my reticular. bad. Reticular. Okay. Yeah. Um, but... Um, you, you need to figure out, you need to see firsthand how this works. Set a goal and then see if your brain doesn't automatically kind of strategize how to make this work in the background. Like you've got a pot simmering on the back of the stove that's kind of cooking, it's doing all the work for you and you're not even paying attention and all of a sudden you have what you need. So is this all related to like the subconscious mind and like some of the, like, I don't want to say affirmations, but like you're creating the vision in your mind before it actually becomes a reality? I mean, it, it can be, but it's still, it's pretty scientific yeah. that your brain is just, if you're going to say, hey, you know, someday I wouldn't mind speaking in public. And then the next thing you know, your brain goes, oh, there's a group of realtors and they meet every week and they would love to have somebody talk to their people at lunch and bring it back. But you're looking for the opportunity yeah. to speak so, because but you've I already, have, yeah. If I didn't say that, I wouldn't. And so that's kind of just, it's just a way to package the process. So um, negatively, you can say, um, man, all the news I'm hearing about, uh, about the economy and everything is bad. And then I become like, this is negative confirmation bias at this point, you know? Everything I see now supports my negative perspective on the world or on the economy or on the market and my, my business, right? And I'm going, okay, well, these clients are going to come in and there's no way they have enough money. There's no way, they, um, there's no way they're going to be willing to sell it. Their house isn't worth enough. Like, I've got all these things and I've just basically killed any pro prospect before it came in, you know? And so I'm just turned negative because that's where my brain went first. Yeah. So you really have to watch your inputs in your own mind and you better categorize them and you need to check yourself all the time. Yeah, so. I, love, I love this stuff. And I feel like this, that's like the scientific element of just like that concept that people say like, it depends on the lens that you're looking through, like the lens that you see something with, but like if you fake it down with like some of the stuff that you're talking about, it's yeah. like, oh, that's the science of why it's that way. Yeah, that's that's easy to digest. It doesn't feel spooky. I yeah. think sometimes the the 
you know, whether it's counseling or psychology, it can kind of get to where it's in that spooky realm. It's mm-hmm. kind of murky and foggy, and and it doesn't have to be like that, I don't think. I don't know everything, but not being afraid to wade in there and just just dig and do a little research and, and then find somebody that speaks your language, you know, whether it's Brene Brown or um, some other thinker, author, whatever. Like, just go go play in there. It's not, it's not terrible, and it could really could maybe change your life, you know? I love that. Um, you know, you mentioned the economy and the word spooky, and that made me think of this next question. Be- coming to the summit, I thought it would be top of mind. I thought it would be more part of the conversation that we're basically in a recession, and it's probably going to—I mean, this is just my two cents, but this is something you've talked about a bit, Spencer. But how how have you feel—how how does it feel like that's affected the conversations that you've had here at Summit, if at all? Like, what are, what are people talking about in terms of the recession? You said it. You said oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like talking about this stuff. Yeah. Do I have to cut this out? No, <laughs> no I, th- I think it'll be good. Um, so in any economy, you know, we don't sell to the masses. I'm not selling and I'm not, you know, some of my clients may be, um, may be uh, really influenced by the stock market really influenced by home values, really influenced by cost. There's a whole other group of people that are out there that are that have cash that have been sitting on the sidelines because there's no competition and the lines are really long to get work done and stuff and they're just like, man, I'm out. But maybe they don't need a bank and so interest rates aren't scaring them off, but we're introducing competition back into the construction market and so those people are becoming active. And so it's not about, I mean, my company isn't big enough to rise or fall based on the economy. You know, I need, I need one great client a year. I need five good clients a year and maybe 50 other clients a year, right? Sure. I mean, up or down, I can find those. And one really great client could, could be the one that I need for the year, right? And so understanding that you don't, it's like the book, Who Moved My Cheese? Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you just need to go, okay, somebody in every market is active. And how are we one of those people? How can I find them? And so that's been, that's been the struggle. And, you know, this isn't like, um, we don't come here to talk about, we do talk about our problems, but we're coming here to talk about solutions. Yeah. And so we're going, hey, I mean, my, my, my talk was on head trash. It's about what happens when bad things get between your ears, when life turns to chaos. And how do you, as a leader, kind of step out of that? Um, and we talk about those things. How, how are you going to address those? Because you want to talk about the economy? Great. None of us can change that. That's not a productive conversation. But how am I going to think about it? How is it going to affect my countenance? The way I talk to my clients, the way I talk to my team, that's a whole different deal. We can, we can do something about that. And that's, I mean, that's the amazing thing about this group is that they're all here to do that and to help and share each, with each other. It's uh, it's so interesting hearing you talk about that because it made me think. I just released a video, I don't know, within the last month on our YouTube channel. It was things that I've learned from mentors and people that have gone through recessions and what do you learn. I watched one of the, most of it. I got distracted. Okay, well, Sorry. the last point, <laughs> if you would have made it to the end, well, I'll fill you in now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'll fill you in now, was uh, looking for opportunities. Yeah. 
and and what you opened with with the I don't even know what it's called reticular activation or I'm sure yeah, we'll uh, call it that yeah, the yeah. retina thing yeah but like if you're looking for opportunities and you're not looking for the problems just like what you said you're like well now we're looking for people with cash that have yeah. been waiting because the lines are long now you're looking for those people like you're gonna find the opportunity and your business you'll either stay the same or you'll grow. Like they're always yeah. growing companies yeah. in every environment, up, down, or sideways. And yeah. you can be the growing company. You can yeah. be, but you have to eyes up and be looking, filtering and out. You gotta be willing to do something different, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you might've, I might've been real heavy on realtors and, and mortgage brokers before. Like, hey, you know anybody that's doing this? You know, know anybody who might need our services? And now it's like, hey, I need to talk to a financial advisor because they're going to know whose businesses are thriving in a market like this because oil and oil accessory production related things are kind of thriving right now. Well, those people have been on the sidelines for five years because they've been struggling, you know. And so now it's like, hey, how do I get a hold of them, you know. And so your financial advisor and other financial advisors are taking a lunch, just have a conversation, write them an email, whatever. It's like, man, you know, how do I get an introduction? I had one tell me. Why don't you just go start supporting? Like, here's a, you know, all of these are the kind of the well-known names. They're all on these boards for these nonprofits. Why don't you just start going to these nonprofit events and just showing up, buy a table at the party, and then be yourself and go shake hands and have conversations and just tell them how much you love the the the, uh, the thing that you're supporting. It's like that's simple. Yeah. It's so simple. <laughs> and we're scared of like the sky falling because the recession word. You know, mm -hmm. like we can. We don't have, we, I don't know if we can fix it, but we can at least live well still in spite of it, right? I agree. So I'd, I wasn't able to see your talk, but I feel like we got the spark notes of it from this conversation a little bit. Um, so if we're clearing out the head trash, we're not focusing on the negative things. I'm very roughly paraphrasing what I hope it is that you were talking about. Let's focus on the positive instead. Like going into the next year, what do you think are the cool areas for opportunity? What are the things that you're more excited about? coming out of the summit after talking to everybody? Um, you know, I, I come here to have fun and to see some people and to learn some new stuff. I, I had a, I just went to Dave Pollard's, um, you know, great design, um, you know, principles of great design um, presentation. It was in the hour, Q, some Q&A at the end. It was fantastic. I've got great notes from that. And I came from that, but it's, it's, you know, no matter what you do, it's still one day at a time, you know? So I'm looking, like, it's just the next conversation with a client. It's the next phone call that gets handled well. Like, it's it's just one day at a time, you know? So the big picture stuff, I'm like, yeah, I can't really, can't really influence that, you know? I really have all of the worries I need without worrying about big picture economy stuff. So Good way to look at it. Spencer, any, any thoughts? Yeah, I guess as you were talking about that and I was thinking about like your question um, and what you get out of these events I, I feel like I don't know for me as an entrepreneur part of the fun of that game is that it doesn't really matter what the market looks like because there's always different unique challenges and opportunities mm -hmm. and even if you're like growing really fast which is in theory what everybody says they want which you probably don't necessarily always want that like that carries its own weight of challenges that you have to figure out. So I don't, I mean, you were saying it's one day at a time and it always is, but I was thinking about that. It's like, yeah, what are, what am I excited about? It's just like, I'm excited to play the game again, play the game the next day, the next yeah. week, you know? And 
it's different and I like that I for me I like different and new and I love change I don't like static for as much as a habit person I am I go to Chipotle probably four times a week like I don't want to change that but <laughs> generally I like I like change a lot yeah yeah the same yeah I agree with that I mean as as terrible as the pandemic in the last couple of years have been maybe for a lot of people um I like the way things are now as a result. I like the fact that, uh, you know, food delivery is faster and I can work from home and oh my silly gosh. things Grocery like that. Delivery. And that was Lots of cool changes. That was all born out of the opportunity that presented itself. And struggle. And like it was new and somebody, somebody worked really hard to go make those things happen, you know. They were willing to when other people weren't and now they get to reap the benefits. I'm hoping that I'm doing those things in different areas of my business. For sure. Now, before we conclude, uh, Jeremy, any other just takeaways from, from the summit? Anything that you want to leave our listeners with? And then I'll, I'm going to do like a makeshift fast five. We'll do something like that. I know you've already answered those questions, but we'll come up with I, some new I ones. I wouldn't know what I said last time, so it would be brand new to me. I'll oh, wake up in a new world Maybe we just day. do that then. Do whatever you want. You're running the show today. So. Yeah. <laughs> Does everybody know about your socks? You know, that's the thing that sticks with me from every... <laughs> Every event that I see you guys at is the Builder Funnel socks. And my daughter is like, are you going to, am I getting socks? You know? And I'm like, well, I, was, I don't know. I might have to do a podcast yeah, and get a pair of socks. Because yeah. <laughs> I've got, be able to find a pair for yeah. yeah. Does everyone know about the socks? Yes. Every, they do? That okay. is the short answer to your question. So that would be like the power of marketing, right? That, yeah, that I suppose so. knows about the socks. So that comfy socks. That's all you really need. Yeah. Screw the website and all the rest of it. Just yeah. get some comfy branded socks. Yeah. I, th I think, um, you know, just a general takeaway from this event I've heard more is that I'm really surprised to hear, you know, kind of your question was kind of sticks and bricks related. And it's like for the rest of us, it's like uh, mental, you know, like how do as leaders, how do we lead well, strategize, care, build culture, all these things that are like they're they're not tangible, right? You can't put it in your hand and say, hey, we have this thing that's just so great. It's not a, it's not like that. So um, I, I get really inspired by that. We had a lot, like we were talking about the new sales psychology. She was talking about drawing people in and, um, and dealing with their friction points, you know, making it really easy to buy instead of like, um, you know, just hammering them with all this information about your product. And it's more of a, of a wooing and re removing barriers, a lot of barrier removal to purchasing because people can buy their groceries on their couch and have them show up in two hours, you know, mm -hmm. at their front door. And so um, that was pretty good. I'll have to review the notes from that. But honestly, um, you know, I, I, it's funny because I take notes during the sessions, but I take just as many notes um, in the hotel bar or at dinner with people um, because you're talking to these other business owners that are like, um, man, you know, we just get off on a conversation about something and somebody has something and everybody's like, well, wait a second. And they all, you know, get your phone out and write this down and take notes. So I've literally taken notes that I think every meal or, or bar experience I've had because people just say something you're like, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So the experience is like the whole experience, right? For sure. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to use that as a segue to our last segment, the okay. Fast Five. Now, I'm going to ask five completely brand new questions because I commandeered this podcast and Spencer can't do anything about it. Um, but related to what you were just uh, talking about. Do I have a phone a friend? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask him questions too, don't worry. Okay. 
Um, but what is your favorite, you're going to be paraphrasing, obviously, but what's your favorite, just like one sentence, something that somebody said at the summit that's like a really good takeaway? Um, I, this is this sticks in my head, and it is it is my favorite. I didn't put, include it, but it was an answer of mine to somebody's question, you know, about dealing with the hard things when you're, um, you know, when you're just stressed out about like these difficult conversations you have, what do you do? And I'm like, um, I wish I could remember who said it. Um, but as soon as I saw it, I wrote it on the whiteboard it, in my garage, and it's the pro the the uh, your biggest problem is that you think you shouldn't have any. Ooh, do you know that one? That's I've good. Heard of it. Yeah. Hold on, I think. The biggest. I'll think of it. You your biggest problem you is that you think you shouldn't have any. So. Yeah, I it's don't like, have any idea who said it, but. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Like pretty that. good. That that is a good one. Okay, question number two for Spencer. What is your favorite color? Go. Blue. Cool. That was exciting. (laughs) Blue, no green. Ah. Jeremy, what is your favorite thing about Washington, D.C.? Question number three. uh, Freedom. Oh, all right. That's a good answer. (laughs) Okay. It's a little abstract, but that's definitely a great answer. No, it's the safest one. It's like apolitical, still patriotic yeah no that's you nailed it yeah. that's a really good way to put it spencer what's your favorite tv show that your children watch that's a good question oh, man. uh on, we'll go super wings. super wings that's the one They're anthropomorphized planes i assume yeah little plane characters you know okay. jet the jet wing and he's got all his buddies and they go on super wing adventures oh yeah. see i was in the cars planes era with my kids okay so. yeah well the favorite movie is cars so okay but we've only watched two cars and cars a thousand two, times so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't think planes was any good yeah. we'll, we'll cut that part out of the podcast yeah so don't get sued yeah, by yeah, disney can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> jeremy you want to answer that question too you i seemed do. intrigued i do i got my my 12 year olds into clone wars into all the star wars stuff so i'm like you know as a kid born in the 70s and uh and raised in the 80s like having a my son be able to sit and watch Clone Wars, it's like cheating, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I know, I'm very intrigued to see when the boys get older, like, will anything circle back around for me, or is it all just going to be new stuff? For sure it's got to. <laughs> like, they hope. were blown away that there was a Top Gun before Top Gun. Oh, and man. So, like, that was pretty great. <laughs> and they did a good job with the sequel, honestly. <laughs> I really now, like Now this is a movie review. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, podcast, switching yeah. over to yeah. movie oh. review podcast. That, that leads us to question number five. Which was better, the original Top Gun or Top Gun Maverick? Ma- Maverick, right? Oh, First you, Spencer. No comment. That's brutal because they did such a phenomenal job. I, I mean, it's second. tough to not go with the OG one, but the modernness of the new one. Like, I'm, I'm a sucker for new and modern, so do I have to pick one? Yes. I, mean, I feel like if I said the new one, I'll just get slaughtered. Like, people would be like, how could it be that? So yeah. I'll say it. Yeah, the new one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jeremy? I, You're in the hot seat. I hope it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> oh, we'll find out. <laughs> but I don't think the, the new one doesn't exist without the old one. That's so the it's kind of like you can't, yeah, I know. you can't do that. It's but tough. Yeah. Yeah, the, the new one wouldn't have been as why good. Why do you have to? Why, why, why is it one or the other? Right? He asked it, yeah. I'm in charge here. It's both. <laughs> no, not both. Charlie out. Don't teeter totter like out. that. Charlie out. I Commit. Commit. Yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it. 
That's too serious. Man too serious of a question, man. I can't do it. I can't have the episode like this. Come on, okay, Jeremy. Okay, he said second. I'll say first. We're both going to get roasted. There we go. All right. You'll both get roasted so by... The, answer, the collective answer was The collective answer good. is yes. I'm sure most of the people online are going to say that it's definitely the I first one. I hope they one, stop listening by now. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. All right, well, Jeremy, thanks well, for being on the podcast. Five minutes ago, because that's how you watch all my YouTube videos. <laughs> like, I didn't quite make it to the end. <laughs> I was doing something, and somebody knocked on my door. You yeah, know, it's okay. I, I was watching it. it. I'm sorry. I'll get back to it. <laughs> it's queued up and everything. Yeah. I promise. That's what Jeremy's doing right after we conclude this podcast. That's exactly right. So, thanks again for being on the show. My um, yeah, let's enjoy the rest of the summit while we're here. All right. Cool. You do you want to sign us off? What I'm do you got good. to say? Yeah. That's a wrap. All right, that's a wrap.